Well, happy birthday, everyone. Pentecost is here. It's the end of the Easter season, officially. And, you know, the image that is often used for the Holy Spirit is the wind. Of course, the wind you can't control. When you follow the Holy Spirit, which is unpredictable, you can't be in control. You're like the disciples, you, you're waiting, and you're praying, and then you follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit, but you're not in control. And uh, so today, obviously, a good day to begin once again with the prayer of the Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful, and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and there shall be a new creation, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Well, just as an example, I spent part of the weekend in jail again. Now, I didn't go to jail. I mean, I was called there. The prompting of the Holy Spirit, an inmate uh, wanted to see a chaplain, a priest. And so, uh, an unlikely meeting, you know, me, a Caucasian Catholic priest, which carries an automatic, you know, bunch of misperceptions about me and about the church. And then, and then this big, burly African-American guy who could snap me in two like a toothpick. So, uh, we're sitting there together for over two hours. And... Uh, you know, he just wanted to, as he was doing the 12 steps, this is all the work of the Holy Spirit, he wanted to do step number five and six to make amends for his life. So he started when he was age 10 and talked about all the people that he used and abused, people that he sold drugs to and ruined their lives. They, in turn, ruined their family life. And he just went through his whole life story. He didn't blame anybody. And he didn't deny anything. And we're just sitting there talking and then, um, you know, just listening. And he, he basically, uh, you know, didn't have any idea of Scripture, any idea of the Gospels, any idea of the Bible. But his daughter... One, he had four daughters, four children, estranged now because they're from four different mothers. But he wanted to be a father again. But his one daughter kind of stuck with him. And she's a freshman in high school. And she has been sending him scripture passages. And so he, because of his daughter, and again, all the work of the Holy Spirit, you know, we could share one, one scripture passage with him. He never heard the story of the prodigal son, the boy that left home and got lost, and then he came back home, and then he heard those beautiful words, this son of mine was lost and he's been found. He was dead and he came alive, and it just hit him right to the core. Again, the work of the Holy Spirit. And during this whole time, you see the charisms of the Holy Spirit. The charisms of the Holy Spirit um, are not something for yourself. They're always given for somebody else. 
to build up somebody else, build up the body of Christ. We had the Catholic Charities who was sponsoring this, the charism of hospitality. We had a daughter who was actually teaching her dad scripture. Children sometimes teach their parents. And the gift of teaching, the gift of encouragement, the, the, the charisms. The Holy Spirit had him participating in the gift of healing. And the gift of listening, me, it was all, these gifts are not just natural talents, like I can play sports or I can do soccer, I can do math. No, these are supernatural gifts. Hospitality, encouragement, teaching, listening, to build up another person, the body of Christ. We're asked for these charisms. Not everybody has the same charism, but everybody can have charisms. And so what we see here, again, is that these charisms can't be used for evil. I can't say, well, I'm going to heal you, and then you've got to give me something in return. That would be evil. I know they're, they're meant for good to build up the body of Christ. And we have to ask for them. So even parenting, like this man wanted to be a father, Parenting requires a lot of the Holy Spirit. It also uh, fills you with another spirit, the charism of the Holy Spirit. Parenting, did you ever think that you, charism, have the charism of parenting? So, you know, one thing that we've been doing in the parish last year, we're doing again this year, is sponsoring someone and she has kind of the charism of encouragement, encouraging the homeless. And, um, and so I want you to watch this little clip again as, as uh, she is working in a ministry called Christ in the City. And uh, just watch and see how the Holy Spirit is prompting her and how the Holy Spirit is at work in these young people. Can be done. Imagine once again you're back living in the streets in your normal spot downtown. People are passing you by as they always do when all of a sudden three college age kids show up and ask, Hi, how are you doing? They smile and introduce themselves. They ask your name and actually remember it the next day when they come back because they actually want to see you again. They are willing to slow down and not just pass you by, but to have conversations and simply get to know you. How would you feel when these kids notice you, when they see you, when you recognize they love you without any strings attached? Over time, the narrative inside your head begins to change. You start asking new sorts of questions like, am I lovable? Am I worth it? Is it really true that I can have a better life? This is the power of consistent and steady love. At Christ in the City, we believe you shouldn't have to feel uncomfortable or confused about how to help. That's why each year, our team equips tens of thousands of people nationwide to encounter the poor in their own communities. Thank <laughs> you. 
seeing a person to be loved, not a problem to be fixed. In this way, we are helping address the root cause of homelessness, recognizing the deeper crisis of the relationship and treating it with the love and hope that comes from meaningful encounters and intentional friendships. So what can you do? How can you participate in this vital work? Don't keep passing by the man or woman at that intersection every day, confused about what you can do to make a difference in their life. Just imagine the impact it would make if that homeless person had even just one friend, you, who knew them by name and cared about them beyond a passing hand. What difference would that make to your local community? And if more people join together in this mission, what difference would we make to the world? Be part of the solution to address poverty at its core. My name is Faustina Gorham. I'm from Nicholasville, Kentucky. I just graduated from Northern Kentucky University with a degree in musical theater, and I'm currently living in Denver, Colorado as a missionary with Christ in the City. I've been here since August. Um, this is my first year. Um, Christ in the City is a missionary formation program dedicated to forming young adults to be missionaries for life. We desire to create a culture of encounter where every person is seen, known, and loved. A little bit about our life. We live in community. There are 31 of us missionaries, um, and we all live in this elementary school building. It used to be an elementary school, but now it's our house, and we call it the School of Love because um, you learn a lot about how to love people when you are living in community with them, especially when there are 30 of them. You really have to learn how to die to yourself um, it's also just really, really, really amazing to spend so much time together with people who really want to follow God and love Him and love people and the poor. And the heart of this school of love is a room called the chapel, and we call it the heart of the house because Jesus is present there, and we... Um, we want everything that we do to be an overflowing of love from him and from the love that he pours into us. So we began every morning at 6.30 with our morning prayer, and then we have an hour of prayer after that just for ourselves, personal prayer. Um, we go to daily Mass every day. Um, we, we believe that like we can't give what we um, don't have ourselves, and so we really desire to give our friends the love of Jesus when we meet them and we encounter them on the streets. So we, yeah, we spend a lot of time with the sacraments. We have a lot of time for adoration, um, and we end each night with night prayer at 9 o'clock, and then hopefully go to bed. <laughs> um, I think the video I played gives a really good glimpse into what our apostolic life is like, our mission, um, this mission of loving people as they are, where they are, without um, any agenda, even the agenda of trying to fix or correct or um, instruct a person, um, just simply sitting with someone, often sitting with them in their suffering, and just being there with them and loving them um, with the same gaze of love that Jesus loves us when he sees us. That's like my favorite part about our mission is like 
how simple it is and how beautiful it is and how like real and human it is. Um, and I think just how very close to God's heart it is because that really is how he loves us. On the day that we don't go out on the streets, we have intellectual formation. Um, these are classes that we take to um, conform our minds more to the truth and to God uh, and to help us understand the world better. We take classes like salvation history, Catholic social teaching, and applying that to today's times and culture. Overall, this program is just very, very um, well-rounded. It has helped me grow in ways that I never would have even anticipated. Um, yeah, I really can't put into words how amazing it's been. And that is why I'm very excited to announce that um, the program is actually expanding to Philadelphia um, for the first time. It is it's expanding to a city outside of Denver. Um, this is something that's been about five years in the making, um, but this is this upcoming August is the year that's finally going to happen. And I am really excited that I am going to be doing my second year at Christ in the City in Philadelphia. I'm um, very excited to bring this mission to a city that's really, really hurting right now. If you'd like to join me in this mission of bringing Christ's love and mercy to the streets of Philadelphia, then great, because I really need your help. Um, I, I need to fundraise $10,000 by July 1st to um, pay for the upcoming year. Um, so if that is something you'd be interested in and feel drawn to, I would greatly, greatly appreciate um, any help I can get. I'll say monthly donations are really, really, really helpful. <laughs> um, and I think really beautiful too to like be a part, to like really be a part of the mission like in an ongoing, continuous way. Um, yeah, so if that is something you feel called to, then um, there's a fundraising link in this video. But also, um, the most important thing you can do, honestly, is to pray. Pray for me, pray for the mission, pray for all the missionaries, and especially for all the friends on the street that we encounter. We could really use all the prayers that we can get. Um, and know also that every morning in the chapel, we begin our day with intentions, and we pray for all of our supporters and donors and all the people who are praying for us and for our mission. Um, we lift you all up in prayer as well every day. Um, you are just as much a part of this mission. Um, and yeah, we could not do it without you. And we love you. And yeah, so that's pretty much all. That's pretty much all I have um, today. Thank you for watching this video. It was probably really long. Um, if you'd like to learn more about this mission, feel free to check out the website or shoot me an email. Maybe we could even set up a phone call if you'd like to chat about it. Um, I guess I'll close out this video by saying that God loves you. You are inherently good, and he made you because you're going to make heaven a better place. So you probably remember her last year coming to speak to us, but again, attacking uh, homelessness from the core, just uh, a person is uh, a person, not a, a problem to be fixed. And so uh, you can probably tell the work of the Holy Spirit there. If anyone wants to help sponsor her again um, as she starts the Christ in the city in Philadelphia and hopefully someday here in Cincinnati, it's a privilege and the work of the Holy Spirit for us to bring Christ into the city.
directly through her. So um, we have her email and we can support her directly if, you, uh, if your heart is so inclined that way. But today is the Feast of the Holy Spirit, and I hope that all of us can pray for the way that we can build up the body of Christ. Amen. Amen.